You are listening to Billionaires in Boxes, the number one podcast publicist for businesses globally. Hello and welcome to this edition of Billionaires in Boxes with me, your host, Phil Paluccia. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Anna Berger. Anna, I'm, I can't wait for this conversation. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Anna is from Quantum Mind Academy, so you can already kind of imagine how amazing and profound this conversation is going to be. So buckle up, get yourself a pen and paper because you're going to want to write some notes for this one. Get yourself I was going to say get yourself a coffee, but don't. Get yourself a nice cool glass of water instead. It's better for you. And, um, and, and let's dive straight into this. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you, Phil. I'm so excited. This is really, really, really cool. Um, yeah, really looking forward to this. Cool. Me too. Me too. It's been a long time in the coming, this one, and uh, in the making. And I think uh, for, for those of you that don't know, I actually do some work with Anna as well. And, and I'm actually going through her academy and doing some 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 training and some coaching with her. And, and her work is absolutely profound, which is one of the main reasons I wanted to bring her on the show and, uh, and really introduce her to you all. So for those people who haven't come across you, how would you describe you and what you do? Well, where do you start? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, okay, so I specialize in subconscious communication and subconscious mind recoding. Um, it's a very, very um, specific, um, very unique way of dealing with your subconscious mind. Um, you know, we um, we constantly go into into different trainings and we learn new things. And uh, and unfortunately, everything that's out there deals with our conscious mind. You know, you learn ten steps to this and ten steps to that, but unfortunately, unless it sinks into your subconscious mind, it doesn't. Uh, it, it might not necessarily work. So if you could just, um, you know, if if I could use a metaphor to explain what I do. Um, it would be, you know, when you when you see a website, let's say you've got a beautiful website and you're looking at something really pretty, okay, if you ever had an opportunity to have a look at the back end of a website, okay, it is a jargon. <laughs> it's literally code upon code upon code. Um, and that is pretty much, so let's say, for example, any, any you know, the fonts that you use, the um, anything that's sort of, um, you know, pop-ups that you use, any photographs that you use has certain code at the back end. So what mind recoding is, it's literally looking at the back end of your mind. Now, what people don't realize is 95% of what we do is pretty much driven by the code that you have in your subconscious mind. And the craziest thing is most of it got in there in the first seven years of your life, okay? Because when we first arrived on, on, on planet Earth, we know nothing. So we're just wanting to learn and subconscious mind just gets coding. And it, uh, you know, the, uh, the the brain power or the brain vibration at the time is on theta vibration, which is, um, it's hypnosis. So you're mm. just coding things. So the things that you're doing right now, the things that you see on this, uh, you know, inverted comma um, website or the things mm. that you do right now is based on the codes that you had. And most of the codes that got in there, you had nothing to do with, you didn't choose them, and unfortunately, they are running your life, and and with most in most cases, tripping you over constantly, and you wouldn't even know about it. That's pretty terrifying, actually. When I, <laughs> especially when I think to the first seven years of my life, and I think most people are probably thinking the same here. So I'm I'm curious. Then, so without, I mean, we'll talk about you know recoding and all that kind of stuff, but without recoding, then are we saying that you know it doesn't matter if somebody is 20 years old, 30 years old, 50, 60 years old, we're still running off the subconscious programming that we received in the first seven years of our life? Absolutely. Your subconscious mind was literally taking screenshots of everything that was going on in the first 
in our first few years of your life and it's replicating, created a blueprint that drives your life. It actually created your character. So, you know, if you're an overachiever right now, there is a reason why. If you're a perfectionist right now, there is a reason why. Um, you know, if you, um, you know, if you're really shy or if you're extroverted, there is a reason why. So everything's got a code in your back end um, or, or the actual subconscious mind. And, and, you know, subconscious mind pretty much does 95% of everything that you do. So all the reactions, you know, how you react to things, the kind of relationships you're in, um, you know, the kind of weight that you have, just everything, it controls everything. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, most of us don't even know we've got this massive, massive computer. But the crazy thing Phil, is that you can control it, okay? The conscious mind can actually control the subconscious if you know how. Well, and, that, and we'll, listen, we'll dive into that more as we go on, but I have to be honest. I mean, how, how fascinating and terrifying in equal measure is that concept? Um, the, the things that we developed at such a young age and even the character that we are today has has such a profound impact on, on how we live our daily lives. I mean, that's, I mean, you wouldn't, uh, we don't wear it on the outside, do we? So you wouldn't look at somebody, you know, at any stage of their life as a, as a grown adult going about their business, you know, CEO of a Fortune 500 company and say, you're making decisions based off what you learned in the first seven years of your life. Absolutely. <laughs> and look, obviously, we learn things along the way, but there is this thing um, in psychology, which is called, first of all, you've got the um, um, anchor bias. So it's a first mm. belief that gets into your mind, gets stuck in. And then you've got this right. other program that kicks in, which is a confirmation bias. So everything from now on, even from, you know, when you were two years old, everything from now on that you're going to see, it's going to be confirming what you already know. Okay. And the processing power of subconscious mind is 40 million bits a second as compared to the conscious mind, only 40 um, bits a second. Okay. It's like comparing a bicycle to a bullet train. So <laughs> the thing is, if, if you want to achieve something, unless your subconscious mind is going the same direction, it's always going to be holding you back. And this is why, you know, when I work these days with, um, you know, with a lot of business people, um, you know, they, they, you know, they're working really, really hard and they're killing themselves. They, you know, it's like self-sacrifice constantly and, and, you know, working insane amount of hours. And, uh, you know, they want to just, you know, their idea to, to, um, and, you know, um, for those that, you know, have ever said, well, I wish I could clone myself um, and that way, you know, my business would be so much better. Well, if you've ever said that, all you're really saying is I want to find someone else that's going to work 23 and a half hours, seven days a week. Um, and, uh, and all you're really doing is just pushing, 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 okay? There is a much better way of doing that and that is just getting your subconscious mind on board with these with the ideas that you have and you're actually turning into working in a flow. It's, it's pretty fascinating how it actually changes. I love it. I'm curious, actually. So you, you, I know you, you spend a lot of your time, in fact, not, if not all of your time at the moment, professionally working in this field. And I, and I can see why, because A, you're very good at it and passionate about it, but B, it's such a fascinating field. But you weren't always in this field, were you? you you've spent time in construction. You've been in other industries. So talk to me a little bit about your, your background and indeed how, how you came across this and started to implement it in your own life. Yeah, look, I mean, Quantum Mind Academy only started um, uh, two years ago. I fell off a horse and I had four months to kill. I was on crutches and I had no idea. You know, I just wanted to do something creative. So I decided to, the knowledge that I had to put it into a book and the book's just really taken off and it's a Quantum Mind Academy. It's like a, um, you know, um, part of or extension of, of um, uh, the book called Escape Your Matrix. 
But prior that, my background, um, you know, as an early 20-year-old, I got into personal development courses and I, you know, I got all this fuel into me and I wanted to be successful. And, um, and I came across somebody who told me, why don't you get into real estate? Uh, but then the person said, oh, actually, I don't think you can do it. You know, you're too young, you're a female. Now, to me, that was like a red flag for a bull. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> and, uh, and so I did. I spent 15 years building a construction business and to the point where, you know, we had uh, 4,500 homes. So it's a pretty, pretty massive business. And, and you know, and but I was working, looking back right now and, and working with business people, I know, you know, I was working exactly like that, just working really hard. I was determined. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. You know, I'm going to sacrifice my health. I'm going to sacrifice my friendships. I'm going to do anything and I'm just going to, you know, be successful. And yes, I was successful. I was flying helicopters. I was driving fancy cars. And then one day I lost it all. Okay. What, what actually happened is I attracted a financial partner um, who decided to wipe me out. Now, he did that at the same time as we went through massive bushfires and I was trying to rescue my family out of that. And, uh, and we, in fact, we actually lost 126 neighbours that summer. And, um, you know, while I was trying to recover from all of that, my financial partner goes, hmm, this is a good time. Let me do it. So he actually Lovely. wiped me out. So I went from being a millionaire down to zero in one day, and I kid you not. Mm. <laughs> so uh, that had a huge impact on me. I mean, you know, to, to be able to go from, okay, is, you know, you're actually losing your identity. Like you, you, you get so attached to being some somebody, whoever the character that you've created, whether it's for business or, you know, you're, you're a mom or a dad or, or whatever persona that you've built, and then suddenly something gets, you know, ripped up from under, you know, the cupboard gets ripped out from underneath your feet. What do you do? And this is where this whole journey started for me uh, because obviously, you know, I knew I was strong and, and, um, and you know, I remember somebody telling me once that universe gives you gives you gifts wrapped in a problem and it's only when you solve the problem you're actually going to get the gift. And so I remember, you know, sitting there thinking, okay, how on earth do I find a gift in this? Um, yeah. and, and I've tried sort of tried starting new things and starting new business and, you know, starting losing, you know, losing weight and, and then gaining it again. And it was going back and forth, back and forth. And I thought, no, this is just crazy. What's going on? You know, it's like you suddenly lose this confidence. And that's when I started to really dig into psychology. Now, this is probably about 15 years ago now. And I started digging into learning anything I could find on psychology. And then I came across this subconscious mind. And I just, you know, once I actually, and I've always been passionate about psychology, quantum physics, you know, biology, all this, um, anything to do with, with emotional intelligence and, and, you know, how to be a better leader. And, um, you know, when I've discovered all these things, especially the codings, all the, all the things that get into your mind right at the beginning, um, you know, in the first seven years of your life, I just, you know, shook my head and I go, holy smoke, this is, that's incredible. Why don't people know about this? But the biggest sure. problem with that, Phil, was that all these books that are written, which are fantastic books out there and fantastic trainings, but a lot of doctors write for doc doctors, Okay, and Correct. the jargon that's being used is quite, um, you know, quite difficult for a lame, you know, for just a normal person to understand. Yeah. So this is where my ability of just being able to bring it back into one, two, three, too many. How do you make it simple? How do you make it so simple so anybody can understand? And this is where the metaphor of, okay, well, if, if you've got a website, you go on the back end of a website, 
you've got a code. Mm. That is exactly how their mind works, okay? And even though we, you know, as a viewer, you don't see that. Like I'm looking at you and, you know, you've got a beautiful persona and you've got this great character, okay, very charismatic. Um, but, you know, you don't actually see what's at the back end of the mind. And you, especially you, not going to see what's at the back of yours unless you try and how, unless you actually try and how, and then you go, wow. <laughs> Well, I think you know, a lot of people would even be scared to try, wouldn't they? I mean, that, that, I mean, let's let's be honest. You, you you so you can't do it unless you train to do it. But I think there are there are so many things that as humans we suppress and and we kind of reject. And you know, we've all had that thing where a thought process comes into your mind and you just try and push it back into the deepest, darkest place you can possibly find in your mind, so that you don't have to process it. Um, you know, it, it's for me, it's the same place that the imposter syndrome and things like that come from. You know, I uh, sometimes I used to think that my brain wasn't even my friend. You know, I'd spend like two weeks really excited about the fact that I was going to be doing a keynote speech and then walking up the steps to the stage, my head would suddenly go, You can't do this. And you'd be like, Oh, well, that's really helpful. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. And, and you, I mean, you yeah. have to suppress it. But I think for some people, I mean, and I'm speaking from experience here. I was almost slightly worried about what I'd find if I started poking around in the code. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, it's it can be a little bit daunting because subconscious mind has a way of actually – I mean, subconscious mind has been designed to protect you all your life. Okay, So it's not that you necessarily – it's not your friend – it still thinks it's your friend. Okay, the thing is, the thing is, you know, it, the the problem with um, the way that the subconscious mind has been designed, and it's it's a phenomenal program. And if you utilize it properly, it is just you almost become superhuman. But if you go back to the way that it's been programmed, it actually assumes that from day one everything was perfection. Okay, so it just creates this code saying, okay, if this is what perfection looks like, great, let me learn this really really fast. And I'm going to replicate it in the future. Okay. Now, if this, if the assumption was different <laughs> and it allows for change, then that's a different story. But, you know, having an assumption that everything was perfect, I mean, all it takes is for, you know, a parent when you, you know, when you were a kid, if let's say, for example, um, you know, you, you wanted to get a dog and, and, uh, and you say, you know, can I have a dog? Can I have a dog? And your parent turns around and says, well, you don't even look after your own toys. You don't deserve it. Okay, that little code don't deserve, okay, gets stuck into your subconscious mind. A child doesn't have a way of explaining, oh, this is what the parent actually meant. He, you know, he or she was talking about the toys on the floor. No, you don't, you don't understand that. All you're doing is just coding. So the code that just got in, which is the, the anchor code, is I don't deserve. Now, if that is a code that's sitting in the back of your mind for the rest of your life, you're going to be attracting things that are going to prove you right. Okay, because the confirmation bias kicks in, so everything that's going to be coming in is to prove you're right. Okay, and and the you know the thing that is proving is not what you want to be proving. So uh, it's look, it's really really fascinating. Um, but being able to actually you know go go to the back end and and uh, having a look at all these different codes, you know, and some and there are some people that refer to this as limiting beliefs. Now, they talk about, you know, you've got this limiting belief, this limiting. Now, consciously, we know that there are a couple of things that we might have, okay, like, oh, you know, let's say public speaking for some, um, you know, but I, I can promise you when you actually start looking into it, and you would know because you're training with me right now, you start looking into it. That's not just, you know, one or two. That's You find lots of those. Um, and uh, But having the ability and having the power of being able to change that you know, it's it, it's such a relief. It's almost like, 
wow, I don't have to pretend anymore. You know, I can be myself. I can get into my authentic self and really figure out what it is that I really want to do in my life and not be living life pretending to to be somebody, okay? Mm. Um, And, uh, you know, but what subconscious mind does, it actually creates almost like a mask that hides you. Okay, so based on what it is that you were, you know, rewarded for as a child and punished for as a child, will literally create the kind of mask that will will be protecting you all your life. But what that does eventually, you're actually going to start feeling like you're living somebody else's life, and eventually you'll feel like, oh, you know, I'm not quite fulfilled. Like you know, I'm, I'm looking, chasing this happiness. I'm looking for my purpose. I'm looking for all these different things. Um, but you're not really realizing that what it's what's it's actually happening is that subconscious mind's actually protecting you from it, okay? But by mm. being able to release that, release those codes, um, and change them to what it is that you would like them to be, it is such powerful, powerful tool. Is that like where a midlife crisis comes from? Then that people kind of suddenly get to that point, and it's like a realization of, I don't even, I'm not even enjoying the life that I'm living. I've built something. I'm not fulfilled. I'm. I mean, I, I know lots of very wealthy miserable people <laughs> right yeah. and and, and, and when I, you know at one point to me that would have just felt completely you know opposite ends that doesn't make any sense like you, people are unhappy when they're broke right so when you have money like why would you be unhappy and actually many of them are they're they're divorced they're in relationships that aren't working they they work too hard they don't have a great relationship with their kids whatever it is right and it's incredible to it's incredible to a think as we said earlier that that's come from such a young age. But I think even more powerfully than that, it's 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 fascinating uh, and empowering to realize that you you actually have the ability to change that. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's you know uh, to make it you know to to make this really clear, this is not about you know whether money is going to bring you happiness. Okay, because you can be extremely extremely happy being extremely extremely wealthy, or you can be extremely happy you know um, whatever you choose. Um, but, you know, knowing that, uh, you're actually doing things in the flow. So rather than, you know, I kind of, kind of look at it as you could be working sort of against gravity where you constantly just paddle, like almost, you know, going up the, um, up the stream, you know, and, and you've got all this water splashing and you're trying to break through, um, or, you know, some business people I see, it's like hitting, you know, hitting a head against the brick wall where all you all they really have to realize is, Hey, there is a door around the corner that you can get through. Um, and, uh, you know, by, by doing the recoding, what, uh, what actually happens is it's, you know, again, if you use the metaphor of being in the water, rather than going against the current, you actually turn the boat around and go with the current. But first you decide exactly where that current wants to, you know, wh- where it is that you'd like to go. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, you know, one of the things that I, um, um, I find really heartbreaking is there's so many fantastic trainings out there, but because they deal on conscious level, um, 99.9% courses out there deal on conscious levels. So let's say, for example, if you have this coding, uh, that says, um, let's say I don't deserve something or I'm not, I'm not good enough. Okay. That's another one that kicks in quite often. Um, and let's say, you know, and I've met so many people, um, you know, who, who let's say go uh, do a training and they want to start a new business and they get so excited about it and it's fantastic, right? But what actually happens is they will start running, okay, and it's like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And they're running, 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 and subconscious mind is 
pulling them back. It's almost like an elastic band, okay? And this is why it feels it's such a hard work, okay? And it just feels like I'm burning out, I'm burning out. And eventually what happens is you either burn out, okay, because you've got no chance against 40 million per second processor, okay? And it doesn't matter how, you know, it's almost like trying to outrun a bullet train on a bicycle, okay? It doesn't matter how fast you're going to pedal, how determined you are. If the bullet train's going different direction, you get no hope, okay? Mm. So what's really important is to go, okay, now the conscious mind has the ability to change the subconscious mind, okay? Even though the processing power is not as powerful, we still have the power of being able to go back in and go, you know what, I actually want to change the timetable. I'm going to go on it. You know, this train is going to go a yeah. different direction, okay? And I want you to go my direction and get, the, get this whole subconscious mind on board and then you can learn anything. Then you can just implement. You can become such a powerful, effective leader, um, you know, rather than just constantly struggling with relationships, with, with uh, you know, being able to talk to people. You actually get into this flow where it uh, it's just things just it, it, you almost become like a human magnet, um, you know, like a light that people just people and, and opportunities get attracted to. Um, it's really really powerful. Well, I was going to say I want to share my experience on that because that's exactly what what I've found. Um, in fact, there's a couple of things that you've said there. So number one is that it's funny that you use the water analogy because one of the ways that I've described it to people is it feels like the difference between running into and running with the wind. Um, it feels very different. <laughs> like when you're running headfirst into a big gale, it's quite painful. You feel like you're not going anywhere. Whereas when you're running the other way, it's almost you're running really fast. Like the wind's kind of pushing you from behind as well. Um, and it, it, it's funny about the subconscious mind as well because one of the things that I, I think back to a number of years ago, I, I went on this weekend course and the final sort of three or four hours of the weekend course were all about, look, the way that you uh, can keep bringing this into your life is through affirmations. So I would do these affirmations and I was even doing them in the mirror. I was a good boy, right? I would stand in the mirror and I'd do my affirmations and I'd say, I am this and my brain would go, no, you're not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, this feels so counterproductive. Like I'm just, I'm, sta- I'm essentially thinking I'm standing in the mirror lying to myself out loud. <laughs> like this isn't really doing anything other than making me think this is silly. Um, but, but, one of the ones I will share, because it, it was something that, that up until recently, as you well know, I, I wouldn't have in a million years shared. And, and I'm, you know, I'm very blessed that I, I have a successful business and I've, and I've, I've lived a, a great life and continue to live a great life, work with some amazing people. But one of the things that I was always really fearful of was that people would see the me that I've been desperate for them not to see. And that was the the kid that got kicked out of school at 14, the kid that was born into poverty into a single parent family, the kid who spent a number of years couch surfing and has even slept on the streets on a number of occasions. Like, I, Because I always thought people would think less of me if they ever saw that side of me, because I thought less of that version of me. Um, and, and actually, since doing this work with you, I felt more, far more empowered to start talking about it. And actually, having started to talk about it, more opportunities have opened up because people have kind of come and gone, wow, look how far you've come with that. Actually, you could really help to empower other people. Do you want to work with me on such and such a thing? And, and it's presented so many more opportunities than I ever could have possibly imagined. So not only was my fear unfounded it was the complete opposite of what the reality has been of the situation and it's been very freeing to to even just to be able to talk about it i mean even 
I've been married almost a decade now. And over the past, I'd say, three months since we've been doing some work together, my wife has learned things about me from my childhood and from when I was growing up that I'd never shared because I would just, they were locked away in the deepest, darkest vault. And I even didn't want to sh- tell my wife those things. Um, and and it, 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 there's something incredibly powerful and freeing about being yourself. And it's that cycle of flow, isn't it? It's, it's very difficult to stay in a state of flow when you, you, you know, it's, it, do you remember those weights that you used to get where you could kind of Velcro them to your arms and to your legs? It's kind of like jogging with those things on, right? You're always going to get weighed straight back down again. And being being free, you could just take them off and say, well, now I'm free to kind of be who I want to be, talk about the stuff I want to talk about. And uh, it's something very powerful in that. Oh, absolutely. And free is the, you know, absolute, the right word for it. You know, (laughs) you're saying about this Velcro, uh, you know, Velcro weights. You know, I see some people just, you know, trying to run with sofa strapped to the back. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. And it's like, you don't have to, you don't have to be carrying all this weight with you. Uh, It's so much easier when you just let it go. You know, I, I kind of look at, Subconscious mind, even though or the, the, the whole program has been designed to protect you, eventually becomes your jail. Uh, and it's almost like being stuck in this cage. And, and you know, this is where, you know, you look at um, p- from personal growth perspective, you know, um, people do obviously goal setting and creating this beautiful life vision for themselves. But it's literally equivalent to you trying to put your hand through the bar and trying to reach something, okay? It's just not going to happen because you've got this, this, this cage that's holding you back. The minute you actually recode it, um, it's almost like getting a padlock and getting your right numbers. You can change your numbers and letting yourself free. And then you can go and have whatever it is that you want. But often what you will find is the kind of things that you are chasing, all the goals that you're chasing, the goals are attached to the original character or the original, um, you know, the, the, the character that the, the subconscious mind has created for you. Um, you know, with, with this program, as you know, we actually help you to almost do almost like a, a, an identity shift that you get to delete all the codes, you know, the error codes that you don't want to have, just delete them. And that just becomes you just keeping the best of yourself and, uh, and allows you to yeah, propel some more. But it was, you know, it was quite funny when you were talking about the, um, uh, the affirmations, you know, one of the things that I always say, so, you know, I, I kind of find them a little bit pointless um, now, in, in saying that, that is because you're dealing with it with conscious, unconscious level. So, you know, talking yes. to Amira, you're going to have these arguments with your own head, uh, yeah. you know, with your own self going, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that was exactly <laughs> um, and, what it was. Yeah. And so the only way that it will work is if you're going to be totally determined and just standing there, yes, yes, I am like that, I am like this. And eventually, you know, potentially you could win with that. But because the conscious mind only works 5% of the time, the minute subconscious takes over, um, that's it, you're back to square one. So this is why, um, you know, the dealing on subconscious level is so much more powerful because it's a computer program. It's literally like a computer program. There's no one to argue with you. There's no one to judge you. There's no one no one that's going to, you know, care about how you're going to do it. Um, you know, the processing power, like I said, is 40 million bits a second. So, you know, it can take in a lot. And the great thing is, you know, utilizing some of, um, you know, what we talk about, 
uh, the you know affirmations. I actually what we what we teach us, you know, is how to turn them into hypnotic commands and actually do it on the same. So we actually do it through um, through self hypnosis, which is exactly the same way that those codes got in. Um, so the training that you actually get is, you know, how do you master that and how do you change? It's actually, it sounds difficult, but it's not as complex as your, you know, your computer coding. Uh, you know, if you asked me to do computer coding, I probably wouldn't know where to start. But if it comes to mind, it's actually subconscious mind, it's as complex as it sounds. It's actually quite simple. It's very logical. It makes a lot of sense. And, you know, as you know, when you, you know, when you go from a program, you go, oh, oh, really? Uh-huh. It's like literally light bulbs are going off all the time, aren't they? Okay. How else do you know that you need recoding? Now, this is a really, really good one. Subconscious mind loves to send you onto a knowledge chase. Okay. So when you had really, really high standards growing up um, and you were rewarded for being smart, and for some reason you picked up this little coding saying, I'm not good enough, guess what? All your life, your subconscious mind is going to be sending you on this goose chase of learning more stuff. In fact, this is how you test it. Have a look at your shelf, okay, on, on your bookshelf and see, are there more than five self-help books? And if so, have you actually implemented everything that you've learned from those books and is your life as perfect as those books suggest it should be? Um, if the answer is not, it's not your knowledge gap. You've read those books. You've attended those seminars. You've attended, you, you've learned all these things that, um, that was mentioned in there, but yet it's not transferring into real life. And the reason why is that it is working against your own coding, okay? So, um, you know, if let's say you go have a look, let's say just pick up five books from your shelf right now and write down 10 things that each book suggested for you to change, okay? Now, how many of them have you actually changed in real life? Because if the answer is not 50, then it's not the knowledge gap, it is the actual coding that you're having trouble with. So all your life subconscious is going to be going, hey, have a look at this. There is not a seminar. There is not a book. There is not a training. I have to attend this. I have to get this kind of degree, that kind of degree. That is subconscious way of actually protecting you from getting hurt. So it's actually telling you, look, you need to learn more because you're not smart enough. You need to learn and you need to do more before you can start, before you can start that business, before you can do such and such, before you can apply for this job. You need to learn more. So it's going to send you on this absolute goose chase um, and you're going to spend all your life learning but not really implementing it, okay? And that is to do with coding and that absolutely, absolutely has to be decoded straight away. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I liken it to you've got all the pieces of a jigsaw, you just don't know how they go together. Um, and and this is this is literally as simple as well. Let's start with the corner pieces and then this piece goes here and and that that's what I really like about it. And in fact, I'm curious because I, I want to ask you a, a real life question. I might be putting you on the spot here, but it's uh, one of the most profound things I've found so far going through the program hasn't just been the shift in me. It's been the shift in me as a parent because now I'm very aware of the things that I am saying to my children. And there'll be a lot of people listening to this who who are also parents and um, you know maybe they're kind of going, well, I'm all right. I don't need to reprogram myself. I'm fine. I don't need to recode. I've, I've got all this kind of going on. But actually, when it comes to 
how you show up for your kids and what it is potentially that you're you're giving them and coding in them. I think that's a, a really different experience. So one of the things I actually wanted to ask you is because I've become very, very aware now of the things that I say and the things I don't say. But one of the ones that I still struggle with, because I know I shouldn't say this, but I'm not quite sure what I should say instead, is, as you well know, I, I work four-day weeks, but during those four days, I'm extremely busy. And I have two small children who are both homeschooled, and I get asked, Daddy, can you come and play with us? And I have to say, sorry, baby, I'm working or I'm busy. And I never kind of know what I'm supposed to say at that because I don't want to say, no, I'm too busy because that makes it sound like I'm too busy for you, and I don't want to be. But at the same time, I can't say, yeah, sure, let me just cancel the next three meetings that people have booked in with me and paid for, and I'll just play games instead. So what what do you do in that scenario? I appreciate what yes. you should do, but what can you do? Look, that's an awesome, awesome question. Um, engage your child or children into, uh, let's say, for example, if you know that the meetings are going to go on for a certain period of time. So rather than saying, no, you know, I'm, I'm busy, okay, because that is to a child that simply means I'm not lovable, okay, you don't love me and that's why you're doing it. But changing it into, um, into you know, very from a curious perspective, playful you know, perspective, you just simply say, Hey, listen, you know, at such and such time, you know, where the clock goes to this time, let's do something really, really special and get them thinking about what it is that you can do. So get them engaged into something that's so they're really looking forward to. And it's almost like an adventure will be, you know, um, we're going to be doing something really, really fun. So it's not, so dad didn't say, I don't have time for you. Dad said, hey, let's plan something really, really cool. Okay, and then I like go that. and do the cool things. So it's it's just simply changing it uh, to to more positive uh, positive approach. Yeah. Mm. You said another one today, actually, in, in the session that we did earlier. In fact, it was on the video that I watched, and I think you used it as an example again during the live session earlier today. Um, I, I, up until today, I will stop it now, but up until today, I was one of those parents that every time I went to the shop, I'd buy them sweets, I'd buy them candy on the way back, and it was just kind of a, a treat thing, and, and I think they just got used to the fact that every time I went to the shop, I'd buy candy. Um, and that's a, that's a scary one. Cause I, you know, when we were going through the, the video and we were talking about, well, it's equating sugar and candy to fun times and love and candy and sugar in particular is just poison anyway. So you're essentially developing a programming in then that attributes poison to love. And that, that was a scary one for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's going to be, obviously, with, with this program, you, you discover a lot of things that you go, oh, gosh, I wish I didn't do that. I mean, when I started learning this stuff, my kids were, I've got two teenage girls now, but my girls were, um, you know, past the age of, I mean, your subconscious mind gets coded along the way anyway, but uh, but right at the beginning, it's a crucial time. So my mm. kids were probably, you know, 10, 11 at the time, or maybe, right. maybe a little bit younger. So, you know, eight, nine. And, uh, and I remember, you know, reading these things and go, oh, my God, I feel like such a terrible parent. I did this, I did this, you know, I did all this, um, you know, not, not, not only the candy thing but, uh, uh, you know, reverse psychology, um, which you do with, with adults. It's like, you know, come on, you can do it. You know you can do it. Um, you know, or, or, or saying that, you know, you, you, know, you know, come on, you know, you can do much better than this. What's it actually telling a child is you're not good enough. Um, you know, linking, like you said, linking, um, you know, sweets to love and fun, okay, that is a terrible thing to do because later on in life, um, you know, let's say, for example, whenever you feel sad, the first thing you do is, okay, let's get a bowl of ice cream or let's, you know, let's 
make myself happy. And it's yeah. it's usually the funny thing is you don't actually feel great after you've eaten it. No, you never you feel do. Great before. <laughs> so the thing is, it's the the link between love and food, or you know, or treat. So uh, yeah, so there's quite a bit of um, you know reversing to do. But the great thing is everything's reversible. Okay, so the most important thing is being able to to realize it and go okay. I want to know this stuff. I want to know it inside out so I know what sort of impact I can have on my children, on people that I work with, on, on just humans around me. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's great. I love it. So who is it exactly that you work with then? Because I know you work with a real range of people. Um, where's that Where's that sweet spot for you? Where do you in, enjoy spending your time? Look, I, I work with, um, with a lot of um, overachievers, okay, people who are very driven, um, so they could be, you know, either business people who are running their own businesses and, and you know, I often get called into businesses that are, you know, raising funds or, uh, you know, want to float a company um, and, you know, they're sort of hitting a, a glass ceiling. So that's where I usually get called in. But I, you know, with with my masterminds, I work with um, a whole range of different um, different clients um, and uh, but most of them are really people that are just really driven and, like, you know, they go, okay, I know this stuff. Uh, you know, I know that this is something that I need to know and I want to do something about it. So, you know, but like, let's say, for example, if you were to, you know, how do you know that you need something like this? Simple. Let me just give you give you an example. If I was right now, for example, to put you in front of, you know, let's say I've created this beautiful room, um, you know, through Zoom and we've got 10,000 people, um, you know, on, on the Zoom that want to learn something from you. You've got one hour. Here's a microphone. Go ahead. Okay. Now, if that scares you, <laughs> or if that really excites you, okay, will depend on what your coding is. So if let's say right now if I said that and you think, oh, I'm so excited, yes, I'm going to, you know, uh, like in my case, I, I want to recode 10,000 minds this year, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this, okay. But some people will be like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, okay. That is a code, okay, do something about it. You know, from a, a relationship perspective, if let's say, for example, and I know this could be, you know, hard for some people to hear, like if they, you know, have had a relationship breakdown, um, the question that I have for you is if you were to start a new relationship, are you sure that those mistakes are not going to be repeated again and again and again? Because that is exactly what happens and it's based on the blueprint that you have and you don't even realise that. Um, you know, things like, gosh, if you're dreaming about your ideal life in the future and, you know, you're daydreaming and you think, okay, well, yeah, I want to have all these beautiful things and but the vision that you have of yourself looks different to what you look right now. Yeah. So it's not that you haven't tried any of those diets, you know. Um, it's not that you haven't done any training because you know you have, okay. You're reading about this and you're going implementing new things and then before you know it, you get some kind of burnout or self-sabotage or or even worse, um, you know, um, get an injury. Um, by the way, injuries, pain and things like that, that is a subconscious way of protecting you, okay. It's if, if it thinks that you're going different direction to what it what it's coded, it will throw something your way, and it could be, you know, it could be a, you know, like in my case, it was a horse riding accident. Um, so it will always. So to answer your question, you know, who is this for? Okay, this is not necessarily for a person that's, you know, in a certain um, field. Okay, this is for literally for anybody that wants to really propel their life to the next level. Okay, and really be able to live life free. Okay, free of these constant constrictions, of this constant negative talk in the head, 
of being able to, to, you know, like I said, become the light where you actually get, you know, things get attracted your way. And and like you, you know, you were talking about um, having the wind behind you rather than against you. Um, but, um, but yeah, so with, with the trainings that we do, um, I've got a, um, I have a program, which is, um, it's sort of in three parts. Um, and, uh, you know, the first, the first one is just like a, a five day challenge and just simply lets you know where you're at. So you can actually analyze it and go, Oh, okay. So this is, this are the, this is the things that I really need. Um, and sort of gives you, you know, gives you steps. So if you want to change one or two things, you know, it's perfect for that. Um, and then there is a, a deep dive, which is like a, f- a five-week quest that really takes you through. Like, I, and this is obviously not for everybody because if you are not ready to sort of, you know, look in the mirror and go, okay, look into those deep, um, you know, corners of your subconscious. If you're not ready for it, just don't do it. Okay, but this is for people that are like, I want to make this change. I want to free myself from these. So it's uh, it's a pretty, you know, pretty intense training. And, uh, and then um, what we do is actually watch, you know, how much of that you're actually implementing, okay? Because I'm really, I only want to work with people that are really, really ready for this change. And, uh, and those ones that are really taking action and, and, uh, and um, you know, del- delivering, um, we are going to send an invitation to join our mastermind. Um, and mastermind, as you know, is a five-month program. program yep. That uh, that it's um, you know with with um, private coaching. With uh, it's sort of like almost like you've got this um, primary school level, high school, and then the university level. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, the university by invitation only, but uh, it's a it's a really really incredible program. So I highly recommend. I mean, if if anyone you know right now listening to this, if they think. Gosh, there is something to it. There is something that resonated with me, and I'd like to find out a little bit more. Do the five-day challenge. I'll give you a link, Phil. Welcome to put this yeah, sure. on. And sure will. Yeah, just to start with the, the five-day challenge because that will really, really open your eyes to, uh, first of all, what's possible, what's absolutely possible, yes. and uh, but also it will actually reflect back um, and you know give you lots and lots of aha moments. Yeah, and you know, I, I strongly recommend people do that. So definitely, it's in the show notes below. So click on uh, show more, have a look, uh, and the link will be there for the five day challenge. I recommend that everybody sign up. Actually, I mean, don't sign up as as Anna said. If you're if you're listening to this thinking I'm perfect, I don't need to change, everything's fine, then then don't do it because you're not ready for it yet. Uh, and that's not a disrespectful thing. It's it's just reality, right? But if you are kind of keen to explore that, I think the fascinating thing about that five-day challenge, as Anna said, is that you know you can reprogram one or two things in that five-day challenge. But what it's really going to do, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm now doing the mastermind. And when I did the five-day challenge, I thought I'll reprogram one or two things and then I'm all set. And what it actually showed me was all the things I needed to recode. <laughs> so um, I was like, oh, I need to do some more work here. Um, so I would highly recommend that. And actually, I love the fact that you mentioned, and it never even occurred to me really, but doing the work with the investment community, so um, the venture capitalists, the investment firms, the the investment banks, um, because obviously they're investing in the leaders and the businesses of tomorrow. And those those people are very often high performers in those businesses. But they are doing all the things that you've just said. They are going to reach burnout, right? They're currently sacrificing life for success it's a case of well i'll work 20 hours a day six days a week for the next couple of years because then it will all pay off when we get there but you know i was i was actually speaking to a friend of mine a, a couple of days ago and th- they gave me an example of this guy who said you know i'm going to work my butt off and run 110 miles an hour because i want to retire early i want to retire about 55 
Um, and he passed away of a heart attack in his mid-30s because he pushed himself too hard and never actually got to that bit where he could enjoy his retirement. And that that breaks my heart. I mean, and, you know, there are so many great people that I see. And, and there comes that balance, doesn't there, where, you know, what, what was it they say? The diminished returns, right? Where you push too hard and your results actually start to deteriorate as a result because you're you're making mistakes and you're getting sloppy and, you know, surely it would be better for you to try and do some work with that, do some recoding, give the best version of yourself for a shorter period of time within your business, but be far more productive as a result. And that's just the business aspect. That's not even talking about the other impacts it's going to have on your life. Absolutely. And look, it's, it's not even necessary with, uh, you know, slowing down. It's not necessarily, you know, um, trying to find balance. You know, all these people talk about, okay, balance your life, balance. The thing is, we all sort of look at it, okay, you just have to, you, you know, it's like, again, going back to this bicycle, you know, okay, running, running on this bicycle and, yeah, maybe just slow down. What I'm saying is forget about the bicycle. Get on, get that bicycle on the train, <laughs> on that bullet train that's going your direction. And it's, uh, you know, it's just there's such a s- smarter way of doing things. Um, that, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, working working so hard. You can still achieve. You can actually achieve much, much more. And you're absolutely correct. Any investor that's going to be investing money, um, you know, whether it's, um, you know, even, even you know, when you're taking companies public or if you have a private investor investing money in you, the first thing they're going to be working, looking at is how much bandwidth you have. You know, how much more can you handle? Because they don't want to be investing in, you know, yes, they look at the structure of a business, but business is simple. Human psychology is not. And they are going to be looking Mm -hmm. at human psychology. They're going to be looking at, you know, how much more can you handle? Okay. Am I going to invest money with Phil, for example, if I know that Phil's, you know, running on the the treadmill and and won't be able to keep up? Or would I rather invest in a Phil that's like cool, calm, collected, and he knows, you know, it's like he's just this power, like you can actually, you can really see it, but it's like, it's almost an invisible power that attracts people to yeah. you. Um, and that is exactly what you get with these. Well, I, um, uh, I actually have heard that a number of times for the investment partners that we work with, that the, the two most important things when they're looking to invest in a business, it isn't the turnover because otherwise pre-profit companies would never get any investment. It is the quality and the potential of the leadership team. That's, that's first and foremost, because if you've got the right leaders in place, you can do anything. But that isn't just, you know, how good are your ideas or how good are you at man management? It's how well do you take care of yourself? How much room for growth do you have? You know, right now, you're doing a good job running a business that employs 10 people. Do you have the capacity to run a business at 10,000 people? Is Are you going to be up to that task or are you still going to be running around a million miles an hour trying to make it happen? Because, you know, if you're if you're having to run 110 miles an hour to manage 10 people, what's it going to be like when you've got 10,000? And that doesn't suddenly just get better. You just try to expect more of yourself. Um, so again, like for, for me, that was fascinating working with that investment community to realize that actually it isn't, it's very rarely the financial numbers that they look at when making an investment. It's the, the, the potential and the quality of the leadership team and the innovation of the product or service. That's what they look at. It's not, it's not about the financial bottom line. And as a, for that, you know, people are busy trying to get their business ready for investment as well. Well, the reality is that you might actually be the reason that nobody's investing yet because you're giving off the wrong vibes when people are coming across you. It's not the concept, it's you. 100%. 
But unfortunately, that's not where most people look. Most people just do self-sacrifice and just run, 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 run without stopping and thinking, is there a better way? Mm. Work smarter, not harder, right? 100%. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, right, so we've obviously mentioned the, the five-day challenge. If people want to get in touch with you directly, um, either for the five-day challenge or to find out more about your services, or even if there are kind of any of the investment community listening to this that are saying, actually, that would be a good conversation. There's a few people in my portfolio that I'd quite like to have a conversation with you about. How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, either follow the link that um, that I'm giving you for the five day challenge, or just go to quantummindacademy.com and uh, okay, find me there. I will put both of those links in the description below. Anna, you and I could go for days. I mean, we often do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for, for spending time with us uh, and very best of luck with your goal to recode 10,000 minds this year. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced you're going to smash it. You're already making waves and heading in the right direction and that will be 10,000 people who will be all the richerest human beings for it. So thank you for the work that you do. I mean, and, and as an opportunity to say it on air, I'm really grateful for the work that we're doing together. I'm absolutely loving, loving the mastermind, loving the work that we're doing together and you know, my, my friends and family are very grateful too because they're getting to see a happy, healthier, better rounded version of Phil. Fantastic. And look, I'm so grateful our, our paths have crossed 100%. Love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. I would highly, highly recommend getting in touch with Anna. As I said earlier, check out, click on show more on the show notes below. Check out the website. Check out the five day challenge. And uh, hopefully, I'll see you on the other side. Uh, until then, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Take care of yourselves. This is Billionaires in Boxes, empowering one billion entrepreneurs, one podcast at a time.